Mm -mm -mm. That's what she's Aloha. saying. This is international baritone Queen yeah. Kelsey, and this is yeah. the CBH podcast. That's what she's saying. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Oh, good morning. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, hey, Wednesday, July 19th. This is the CBH Podcast. Uh, very, very interesting uh, um, uh, experience for me this morning. Um, to to uh, preempt this and back it up a little bit, um, July 4th in Iowa was kind of a hoot. Uh, there, There's a tremendous amount of fireworks uh, that are being sold, you know, all throughout the town. You can just, they're, they're everywhere. Every, seemingly any large parking lot had a giant, you know, circus tent and, uh, underneath would be just <laughs> an arsenal of, um, of fireworks and, um, you know, couldn't help ourselves. <laughs> we're at opera camp here. And so it was, uh, it was going to be time to celebrate. And, uh, we were aware of a noise ordinance or rather, uh, there was a time, there was timing, you know, like a beginning and an ending time that you could actually set these fireworks off. Uh, and, and, uh, it was like, you know, an hour really was, it was a small amount of time that, that, that you were allowed to do it. And only half of that time was actually dark. Um, and so we had a little barbecue, you know, just, uh, was up with, with a bunch of the artists over at one of the buildings they're living in. And, and, uh, uh, you know, there was a, there was a lot of fireworks. We'll just say that a lot. And so we're sort of periodically setting them off during the time, but it's getting dark and there's a whole cast of people who have rehearsal until 10 o'clock. And, you know, um, some of those people had bought some of the fireworks. And so we wanted to wait, you know, it's not, um, we wanted to wait. And so uh, 10 o'clock was the end of the sound noise ordinance. And, and um, uh, you know, at 10 o'clock we were supposed to stop and, and the neighborhood did stop, but we still had a lot left, a lot left. And so around 10, 10.05, 10, 10, 10, this other cast is kind of coming home from rehearsal and, and joining the barbecue. And so I said, look, it's gotten real quiet. I think if we're quick, it's, we're only a little bit time past the, the sound ordinance. Let's, let's just, you know, let's set them all off at once. <laughs> and so me and a couple other guys uh, just <laughs> brought out all the big stuff and sort of set it up <laughs> and, and lit as many as we could at one time and, and ran. And, um, it was like we had set off a bomb. <laughs> we drew all the attention and, um, uh, <laughs> it wasn't long before the police arrived and we had in, you know, following setting off this bomb, we were setting off as many more as we could, knowing full well that we were going to get shut down soon. And, <laughs> and so, um, as there's a particular one that was looked like a birthday cake and it said that it had 200 shots in it, which was effectively like 200, uh, like Roman candle bursts were going to pop out of this thing. Uh, this thing's going off and it's about a quarter of the way through and the cop rolls <laughs> up <laughs> and so you know all of us saw the cops coming and and, and moved away from holding uh, lighters and things like this <laughs> and and 
and went back to, to uh, just mill about the party and hope the, <laughs> hope the police would see that nobody was doing anything and, and go away. But, well, this birthday cake was still going off. And the cop gets out. And he sort of had to because <laughs> the thing was just not stopping. And the cop walks up on the lawn and sort of he's at the party and he's looking for who's responsible, who's responsible. And, and behind him, this thing's still going off. Choo, choo, choo. <laughs> Like over his shoulders. It was the most unbelievable picture I could have imagined. This, this cop asking who sets off the fireworks as this thing's <laughs> still going off behind him. Um, and so the, the, we're all sort of half listening to the cop, but everybody's just sort of ignoring him too. And so finally he says, uh, uh, I can cite all of you or I can cite one of you. Okay, when they say that, uh, you better step forward quick, especially if you were the one doing it. So I, I very, very quickly... Uh, step forward and said, you can cite me, officer. I'm, I'm the one. And, uh, and it, you know, we, we went over to the car and the cop was super professional and friendly. It wasn't, it wasn't, um, it was by no means a, an angry moment from the officer at all. He was very, very courteous and, and frankly, um, uh, respected me for having stepped forward. Um, uh, which I think helped. <laughs> but anyway, he did write me the citation. But he said, look, there's no fine assigned to the citation because it's a new sound ordinance. We don't have a listed fine, so you actually have to go to court. This is where it gets fun. So they give me a court date, uh, two days, two, two weeks from, from July 4th. Um, so here it is, July 19th. So that's what I did this morning. I, I, had, a, <laughs> I had to appear in court. And so I get to the court building. And Indianola, which is you know, it feels like a town of 12, has this superstructure of a courthouse. It looks brand new. I mean, it's it, it, it was like a warehouse of of modern building. Uh, and walk in and go through the go through the metal detector, the whole bit. You know, I'm already enjoying myself. And I, and I have to tell you, uh, if there's one thing I learned, I mean, I learned a lot of things from my parents, but one thing I learned very early on is <laughs> uh, dress better than you think you should. <laughs> in all situations, dress up. Um, that was that was something instilled in me young, and I've never forgot. And so, if I'm going to court for the first time in my whole life, you know, I've never been inside of a courtroom before. Well, maybe I think I went with my brother to a traffic ticket once, but I never myself have stood before a judge and had to say anything. And and so um, I dressed. I put a shirt on. I put a jacket on. I wore shoes. You know, I combed my hair. <laughs> I showed up early. Uh, and so I, I walk in and I ask the, the deputy, uh, you know, where am I headed? I have, a, I have a noise ordinance citation. He goes, oh, you know, up on the second floor, just wait outside the courtroom in the chairs and they'll call you in when they're ready. And so I'm, I'm the second person there. There's one other person there before me. This guy's wearing shorts, a dirty T-shirt, and a hat. Um, and so right away I think, I'm getting out of this shit. <laughs> and so over the course of the next 15 minutes while I'm, while I'm playing Wordle and Scramble, uh, I'm, uh, I, uh, I see the, the lineup of guys that are coming up. Everybody got their court date today. It was all, everybody that got the sound ordinance citation was showing up at this minute. And it was a sea of 15 year olds wearing t-shirts and hats. <laughs> and there's this huge, not huge, but there's, there's probably 20 seats for everybody to sit in. And I sit down on the, on the end of the aisle and nobody will sit next to me. So all this, all the other seats are taken, and now people are standing, but nobody will sit next to me. And I have to think, it was because I looked like a lawyer among a bunch of criminals. <laughs> so because I was early, take that note too. If you if you if you, if you did something wrong, you should own it. 
um, and, and, and be respectful. And so I was dressed and I was early. And so, um, uh, the clerk, uh, calls all the people, you know, she said, everybody here for the noise ordinance citation, you know, you're all coming in at once. And so eight or 10 of us, whatever, walk into the room and it's a real courtroom. I mean, like the one you see on TV, we're talking the, the big heavy mahogany wood paneled walls, the two desks, you know, facing the judge, he's elevated by four or five feet up on the, up on the podium or whatever you call it. And the judge is already sitting there, and he's got the black robe on and everything, and there's the big state seal of Iowa above his head, you know, and it's all very official and intimidating and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so um, uh, 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 they call me first because I checked in first. It was just the order of things. Like, just go early. You know, I'm sure some, some of those people are still there two hours later because they, they showed up right at 8.30 instead of showing up at 8 o'clock like I did. Anyway, um, so the judge, he sort of reads uh, the ordinance to the whole room, and then he says, look, if you plead guilty, the minimum fine is 105. The maximum five is going to be 850, and each case will be uh, determined individually. If you plead not guilty, then uh, a preliminary court hearing date will be set, <laughs> which made me smile. I <laughs> couldn't believe that setting off fireworks might get you a trial. <laughs> But if they're charging you with something and they want to hit you with a fine, I, I suppose you're allowed your your uh, day in court. And so I'm I'm uh, sitting at the desk. I'm sitting at like the defendant's desk with the chairs and the and the and the you know like the that beige water pitcher. You know, like all of it. It's just like straight out of the movies. And and I'm just sitting at that desk. Of course, there's nobody next to me. There's no like team of lawyers. <laughs> it's a fireworks citation. And so um, the judge says. Um, uh, Mr. Van Horn, do you have any questions? I said, no, sir. He says, um, uh, do you understand the the uh, the, um, uh, the charge or whatever? It's not even a charge. Do you understand the citation? I said, yes, sir. And he said, how do you plead? And I said, guilty. And he said, uh, he looked at the bottom of the page, you know, and so on the bottom of the page was just what the cop had written on the citation. And, and it said, um, I got it here. It says, um, you know, on 7-4-2023 at 10-50 at night, the officer did witness fireworks being launched. <laughs> launched <laughs> at the address uh the persons at this location had been warned twice which was not true we had been warned once uh before to stop shooting fireworks as the fireworks had to be done by 22 hours so we were 50 minutes past the sound ordinance time which is not uh, you know you should probably get a ticket for that. it says upon my arrival there were still fireworks being actively shot off <laughs> the, the thing was going off behind them Choo! <laughs> it says, I asked who was responsible for launching the fireworks, and the defendant stepped forward and admitted that it was him. And I think the judge read that and quickly uh, went and said, um, uh, you're, being, you're being charged with a $105 fine, which was the absolute minimum, um, plus coat costs and blah, blah, blah. And he said, Mr. Van Horn, do you have any questions? I said, no, sir. And he said, good luck. And I said, thank you, sir. And I stood up and I walked out. And, and I didn't stick around to see how the, the, the shorts-wearing hat guys did, but... <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope I set the precedent for how respectful you should be um, uh, in in front of the, in front of the judge. I'm telling you, they were all 15, and then I'm in there at 44 years old. <laughs> if anybody should know better, it's me. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I'll pay my $105 fine. I want to say this: it was worth. $105 to have this courtroom experience this morning because it was every part of a courtroom experience plus a very good outcome. 
I, I, he could have thrown it out, but I, if you plead guilty, he's got to charge you something. Um, but but it was the it was the whole experience. It was the room of it. I would imagine that. I mean, th- there's just not a whole lot going on in this town. I I don't know why you need <laughs> this whole setup. Um, but but there we were. Yeah, I mean, there's like tractors and and <laughs> you know. This is farmland. I, I unless you're cooking up meth, which I guess some people are, must be or something. I don't. I, I can't imagine why a facility like this would be necessary. Uh, but there we were. I'm telling you, worth a hundred and five dollars to have gone through the experience of it. Truly, truly. I sitting at the desk and the judge and how do you plead and all that stuff it was great. And um, he did not hit the gavel on the thing, which I mean that would have been like the cherry on top of the Sunday for sure. Uh, the- <laughs> <laughs> there was there was no gavel um you know i i learned very young that you know if you screw up and everybody screws up everybody does something dumb everybody does something they shouldn't do well anyway all, most most boys do anyway um if you do something wrong and they catch you <laughs> fireworks going off behind the officer if they catch you own it <laughs> Just step forward and own it. You're going to get a lot more leniency and respect if you just own it. And so um, uh, I, I wanted to make sure that I was going to do the thing that I tell my son about all the time. And if I ask my boy, what do you do if you screw up? He says, you own it. So uh, clearly, clearly I got through to him the way the way it was got through to me. And that, and that was the only way. Look, it's a dumb thing. We had fun. Uh, you know, no harm, no foul. There, <laughs> there was a neighbor across the street who at 10.01 was probably the one calling the police. And she comes out. <laughs> We're just trying to fire them off as quickly as we can before the police come so we can just like have have done the thing we wanted to do. We spent money on these things. We wanted to set them off. And we got really good ones, you know. We wanted to see them in, in the dark. And so this woman comes out. When the cop rolls up, this woman comes out and she's wearing her nightdress and she has no shoes on and she's going, Officer, these men should be arrested. <laughs> I can't believe you know she she'd been living in this house for thirty years and this and this house across the way was where all the opera singers sing. It's like an old frat house and and the and a lot of the opera singers stay there and and she's going, I can't believe that these are supposed to be upstanding opera singers <laughs> upstanding opera singers because we're opera singers we're not we're not supposed to have any sort of inclination towards mischief. <laughs> Officer, these men should be arrested. <laughs> He's going, go back in your house. Go back in your house. I'm citing them right now. I'm citing them. What else can I do? I can't. These, should, these men should be arrested. <laughs> it was her nightdress and no shoes. That was the real offense that night. Um, yeah. So all's well that ends well. And that was my day in court today. I had my first and hopefully last uh, day standing before a judge. Uh, it was all very professional. The cop was very professional. The judge was very, you know, all of it went as smoothly as possible. You know, uh, I, I did the thing and I'll pay my fine happily. <laughs> and I got a podcast out of it. So there you go. I know you enjoyed it because I did. Um, this is going to be it for me for Iowa, probably forever. And, um, you know, just... Um, uh, 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 I have one more performance of Bluebeard. I, I wish I had 20 more. Honestly, I wish I had 20 more. This has been such a joy, such an artistic joy for me to have gone through this process and, and, and done this um, incredible production with my, with my uh, great colleague, Sarah Gartland, who just killed it every step of the way. And, and um, I'm going to take this with me. I'm going to take this, 
this feeling and my rejuvenated um, joy of, of, of singing for a living, and, and I'm going to take it with me, and I'm going to try to apply it to the 15,000-seat house in Verona <laughs> with my three days of rehearsal, which is surely going to be stand and sing and try not to get run over by the, by the elephant. Um, I, I don't think there's live animals in this show, actually. Uh, so that's that's where I go next. I'm going to go from 500 seats to 15,000. So that'll, that'll be uh, a culture shock. And I also understand it's about 900 degrees over there. So that's going to be good. But uh, fancy CVH uh, is staying in a hotel with air conditioning because life's too short. And I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't need to be in Italy uh, melting for 10 days. Um, yeah, that's the next move. Onward and upward. I love you for listening. Everybody, have a great week, and um, I'll check in from, uh, from Italy. All right, thanks. Bye.